Hey everyone, welcome to Dick Talk, the podcast where we review romance novels recommended to us by TikTok. I'm Karina. I'm Katie. And I'm Emily. This week we read Zodiac Academy, The Awakening by Caroline Peckham and Susan Valenti. Zodiac Academy, The Awakening tells the story of two twins, 18 years old, struggling to survive in Chicago. They come home one day after stealing motorcycles, stealing money from their ex-foster father's house, anything they can do to make ends meet to find a mysterious man in their apartment, telling them a story of how they are long-lost princesses of a fairy kingdom, and it's time for them to come home, go to school, and perhaps claim their rightful place on the throne. As unbelievable as this sounds, they are transported to the Zodiac Academy, a prestigious magical school where you find out what type of elemental power you have and how to wield it. Once there, they find out that they are the only people to have all four powers, and there are four heirs to the throne that they must defeat, overcome, if they want the throne after all. So that is where we meet Darius, Seth, Caleb, Max, and Max. Four children of the counselors that are currently ruling the kingdom determined to maintain their claim. There's mystery, intrigue, magical creatures, Fazerati cars. (laughs) (laughs) So much bullying. So much bullying and very little sex. All right, I rate this three cotton can phase out of five. <laughs> my rating was also an ode to how awful fey puns. Oh my God. So I gave the first book and the whole series different ratings. Yes, um, I would agree. Because I did continue on to read all of them that are out, almost all of them. So the first book I gave three and a half out of ten fey book posts. Three out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, but the whole series, I gave eight out of ten. My rating is in the form of a poem. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Italian accent, vodka and red taurus, fageling, and Fazerati. Yes. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. I have such a love-hate relationship with this series. Yes, me too. I joined the Facebook discussion group about the first book of Zodiac Academy to like see if anyone had done any sort of analysis. And every single post is just like, I love it. I read every single book. Everyone on Book Talk is obsessed with this series. And I don't understand it because it's like, not good. Right? <laughs> and it's the same people that like other books that I like. I Get it. Like, what is it about this series? I mean, you read all of it. Yes, but I didn't enjoy it. Didn't I? <laughs> okay, so I enjoyed some aspects of it, but I would never recommend it. Rec- yeah, I would say like, hey, okay, you can read this series. It's it's mediocre. I don't know. I've been on the receiving end of you recommending books. Go on. <laughs> and even when you don't like them, you're like, okay, like okay, I know it's you done, should read it, but you should totally read it. I'll just I'll just loan it to you. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> There's always a reason. No, no, it's terrible. It's totally terrible. <laughs> but you should. I'm just going <laughs> to. I mean, I did binge read it pretty quickly. Except, yes. But so it's not like I. I thought I was reading I'm some continue great... to mention that both of you did that. Yeah. Listen, I am not mentally well. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. It was entertaining. 
and especially because people are saying it's muddy, which if we're going on like a one to five scale, this is like a 0.5 in my opinion. First book, yes. Later Even books still, bring more in. They do bring more in, but it's never a five star alarm. So there's a couple threesome scenes, which I'm like, we're just going to jump right into the deep end. Yeah, there, from I guess. a single fingering that I almost missed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much all the other individual sex scenes are basically fade to black, in my opinion. Like, there's not that much description or... Many of them are. Some, Many of them are. Some it's like give more detail. Maybe the first time they get together to set the scene, and then once the characters are in a relationship, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah if they're having sex, we get it. Yeah. And then they kind of just skip straight to these really hot threesome scenes where you're like, where the fuck has this been? Mm-hmm. But then other than that, it's just all plot, which is where I have a problem. <laughs> this plot. I have some character problems. Oh, okay. Oh, Especially in first book. Yeah. First couple books, really. Do they stick with uh, Darcy and Tori for the other ones? As the main characters? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. It's not that I don't like them as people. It's just I don't believe them. Mm. Like, as 18-year-olds. Well, you two grew up in foster care in Chicago, and this is how you're dealing with this? Like, nobody's like, I'm just going to start carrying a weapon. Nobody needs anybody in the balls through all of this. There's no form of protection that they do for themselves. And also, when they're going through their worst memories, the one with the blue hair is like, I lost my virginity to this guy, and then he stopped talking to me. And I was like, yeah, there would be worse memories. You grew up in the in a foster care system in a major city and like that. And in Chicago. In which Chicago. Is like- yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess... Our authors probably did not. Yeah, perhaps a little innocent. I think that the characters get stronger as the series goes on to the point where I really enjoy the four heirs. Like, they're my yeah. favorite characters. They come a long way. They really do. I don't know if it's maybe just me getting attached or if the writing gets better, but that's honestly what kept me reading it was because I was invested in the characters rather than anything else. Yeah, Emily, right. you did say it was character-driven. Yeah. And like at that first one, I was like, first off, I can't tell Darcy and Tori apart. The, it's the blue hair. That's the only <laughs> right. way. Which one has the blue hair? Yeah. Darcy. Darcy. Okay. And, so I think and I can't tell any of the heirs apart, really. Like which, no, that's, that's which hottie is it now? Like for the random. first book, for maybe the first, first book, yes. two, maybe even three. It's just like, wait, which one is Caleb and which one is Max again? Yeah. Like, but they really do, I think, yeah. get a lot better. And you start getting some chapters from their point of view. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy those characters. So for whatever that's worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite? <laughs> More to you, Emily, because yeah, Karina, I, I can't you. tell Just them pick apart. One. Pick a number. <laughs> I don't know. Max, maybe. Really? He's the least awful. In the, well, towards He's the, the most boring. Well, in my opinion. What makes them exciting is yeah. the, the awfulness. <laughs> I in the later books I really like his pursuit of Geraldine. Mm-hmm. It's cute. To be fair though, I cannot stand reading Geraldine. Like, no, she's she's pretty obnoxious yeah, to bad. read. Fuck people off. <laughs> Which just makes it all the funnier to me that he's so hot for her. I am a simp for Orion. I yeah. Oh gosh. Here yeah. for that. But of the heirs, Seth is my favorite. Mm. I love Seth. Oh, he annoyed so me much. a bit. Oh my god. I would not Towards want that much end, following. Oh my gosh. Okay. That never mind. That's fine. fine. <laughs> Okay, my next question is, this is set in, like, it's British, right? All the spelling yeah, is... Yeah, it's gotta so be. So the authors are British, but is it meant to be set in... I specifically went back and looked, and it, doesn't it definitely ever say. starts in Chicago. It does, yeah. yes. Yeah. And they mention that several times, but mm-hmm. once they get transported to the Academy, 
where the fuck is that? It's another world. They said it's a matching it's world a to ours. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely an English school. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because they expect us to have investments in things that we... Right. Like the houses. I'm like, why the fuck do we care? Houses and why the and fuck do you sport. care, Darcy and Tori? Yeah. So what? You get points taken away from your house. Everyone's a but shit they, bag. Yeah. You never like, tell us what that does. Like, yeah. what's the point of the points mm-hmm. for the houses? There's no consequences or Yeah, there's benefits. no house cup at the yeah. end. The whole Zodiac thing... <laughs> just also doesn't make any sense because there's like Roman and Latin roots there. Are they saying that the human world came first and like developed the Zodiac signs and lore and stars and astrology. And then this Fey world came up and was like, Hey, we're going to take this, the You're nomenclature here and, and have a magic <laughs> system based off of it. Or did they come first? It there's crossover. The right. World. And like, I thought it was bleed over. It's just dumb. And like, why does Zodiac Academy get to be named Zodiac Academy? And all the other academies have like other bullshit names. It's like, <laughs> why did they get first pick Brightest on the term Zodiac? Academy. So, okay. So here's the thing. The Fey puns. It makes no sense because that would be like if every single thing we had in our world had the word human in it. Yeah. Like humaning instead of Googling. Bullshit like that. And it's just like, what? <laughs> I could get it for some of the brands, but like language? Fatalian? Exactly. What? I just have so many questions about this is world. Is Fatalian a different dialect than Italian? Well, and the people that speak, quote unquote, Fatalian, don't live in fatally. They say the name of where they're from. I think it's supposed to be the equivalent of like Italian mafia. I want to jump up and talk about some other, quote unquote, foreign characters in this yeah. world after that. And I also want to talk about the uh, mystical blackface that happens <laughs> frequently. Mm. We'll get there. I guess we can talk about the orders, yeah. which Wh- go on. <laughs> I feel like there were too many ideas stacked exactly. on top of yes. each other. 100%. For sure. She was like, Harry Potter, plus this, plus, or like, let me yeah. just shove everything in one Could, could they concept. be fairies? Could they all be fairies? Or could they all be They're all sirens, mermaids, werewolves? And then we can talk about the, the nymphs. The nymphs. Yeah, okay. only a passing mention to the nymphs. Or then. AKA dementors. Like, right? Yeah. I also really don't like that they violate the entire history and lore of Faye. They say at the Academy, it's uh, being Faye is all about power. And it's like that, that doesn't mean you get to violate consent. Like Faye are really big on getting you to agree to things, tricking you into agreeing to things. Like that's kind of the whole bag. You agree though. Yeah. As opposed to violating consent, which is done over and over and over again in a multitude of ways in this. Yeah. It's more like Faye is just a synonym for supernatural. Yeah. Which just the catch all term. Could have just gone with that. Yeah. I don't know. It's much more of a mouthful than Faye. <laughs> Harder to make awful branded puns off. God damn it. Fagling. Super that. But it, it goes hand in hand with them yes. using the term Faye as a branding item. Orders to me are kind of equivalent to like races, right? Like you're born into it. There's definitely a hierarchy. They shit all over Pegasuses and say that they're like the weakest. They should be embarrassed, blah, blah, mm. blah. There's like prejudice against your order. But don't worry. There's also race because yeah, there's no there just one also idea. Racism. Yep. Yes. To go along with that, there's like a Halloween party where they dress up as different orders. And I'm like, you can't just go to a party as a Pegasus. Like that's effectively saying I'm going to go dress up as a black person and go to a Halloween party, especially when there's a distinct prejudice against that order. Right. And then there's also the fact that like, I'm not even going to get into it, but the, the, this world <laughs> doesn't do it doesn't create any product right they just allow the human world to create items and then they import them and then rename them with fey names so like their car (laughs) names are like 
instead of Yamaha, it's Yamaha Harpy. Fucking corny as shit, first of all. Second of all. Harpy Davidson. Re- like, better. what? You're going to name a car after a race of people? <laughs> like, what <laughs> is happening? Who? I j- <laughs> no, that was not thought out. It's so dumb. I j- I'm so upset. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> Kept reading it for Seth. <laughs> All right. We can move on. Karina, what did you want to address? <laughs> I wanted to address Diego, yep. mm-hmm. our Spanish speaker, yep. who actually speaks Spanish. He does speak Spanish. But nobody else does. To, like, the most basic extent. All the Spanish he uses is, like, intro to Spanish. Spanish 1101. And these twins who grew up in Chicago are like, I don't know what that means. The line that I specifically, specifically had a problem with. I think I might have, like, taken a break after reading this line. (laughs) He's talking about, like, can I walk in with the both of you to the party so people will think I'm, como se dice, the shit? And I was like, absolutely not. If you are talking about fucking, fighting, or bragging, you are using a romance language. (laughs) There are plenty of ways to say you are the shit in Spanish. Motherfucker, please. You do not need to degrade yourself with English to brag. (laughs) Yes, it's just another very poorly thought out detail to include for the sake of including it. White women need to understand. White women writers need to understand just because you know a brown person. Mm. does not mean you understand their culture just let please let your brown friend read it and, I just like, and give you notes there were two authors involved in this They're and sisters. presumably an editor yeah the, so three brains probably probably two editors right like how did this yeah. how there's another element to diego's story that is a huge spoiler if i go into it but yeah go for all it. Right. all right so it turns out diego's family are nymphs the mm-hmm. reason his order never emerges is because He's a nymph, a.k.a. the big bad. And turns out he's a good one. A he's one quote of the good ones. A good yeah. one. Yeah. And, you know, turns on his order, family. his family, yeah. his race, in order to help the, the fae, the, the good people. Uh, That's and not very case, Hispanic of him. You thought it wasn't problematic <laughs> enough. <laughs> Turn on your family. Well, that just like, okay, so this is like a huge race war between... Didn't we see Coco? <laughs> His family is portrayed as very evil, though. Like, they abused him. Gives him motivation, I guess. He can't speak Spanish because he's a demon? He does speak Spanish. Does he? Yes. We don't see it, but he he speaks Spanish 1101, as (laughs) aforementioned. I mean, he took one class of Spanish and then took on the accent and went to the school. Okay, I see what you're saying, but... (laughs) I believe he speaks Spanish, but it's because he's speaking to English speakers. Is that that's at least what the authors were that saying? That is that's what the author is saying. Except, listen, como se dice that shit? Stop making me defend them. <laughs> if we're done here, I want to talk about the most unrealistic part in this entire series. I'm fascinated to hear. Yes, what comes when next. people have sex in the driver's seat of a Ferrari. Uh, I'm sorry, these authors have never it's, been. It's not a Ferrari. Oh, it's a what? It's a Ferrari. Yeah, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but those authors have never been in the driver's seat of an Italian sports car. If Orion's like what's supposed to be like six feet tall and yes. built like a fucking football player, <laughs> and she's gonna ride him in the drive. Where are her legs? Where are they? Over are they his like, shoulders. And she's like hitting the ceiling and honking the horn. Like I'm sorry. Definitely honking the horn. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cannot not. I'm be not sorry. The horn. I almost rage quit at that point. <laughs> 
how far in were you what book was that Ugh. like probably like five because there's <laughs> oh, no sex until then, then. <laughs> no sex until five and then two threesomes no, I, and car sex which so we can talk about the threesomes and talk about Darius and Tori's star-crossed right. situation. That's an interesting plot point to me Yeah, in the series. There are things called Elysian mates. Of course there are. And basically that means that the stars have decided, which, okay, hang on. The stars are like the <laughs> deity of this. So there's Elysian mates. The stars, I don't know, your star charts line up, right? Whatever. And there's also like Nemean. No, yeah, no, there's other. There's like yeah. sun. There's like BFF something there's, and then yeah, faded levels. enemy thing. And it's just all based on when you were born. Apparently. So, of course, Tori and Darius have this chemistry that they can't deny. But they are nemeses. Darius um, is the one who, who fingered her on the school desk. No, that's Caleb. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Darius is the dragon. Ah, he's a dick. Head of the firehouse who Who made her burn off all her clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So on one night when Darius and Tori are supposed to be helping Orion and Darcy to go to the shadow realm and and get a sister back. It's a whole subplot. Instead, they feel the calling from the stars and they have to walk out into the middle of like a snowstorm. A magical snowstorm. A magical snowstorm. And at this point, they recognize that they have feelings for each other. But Tori is justifiably cannot trust him because he has betrayed her and hurt her in so many ways. And like so traumatized her in so many ways at this point beyond what you've seen in the first book. And so the stars are above. Their star signs are there. You know, they have like 30 seconds (laughs) to make the choice if they want to be either Elysian mates forever, bonded, soulmates, in love true whatever they like, get like the best a silver thing. ring around their eyes exactly it's like a rare needed. thing it doesn't happen for everybody and it's like the most treasured thing that could ever happen to you is like the stars chose an elysian mate for you everybody says yes nobody says no right why would you because if you say no then you are fated to be star-crossed so no matter how much you love this person you cannot be together like the stars will not allow it which we they won't. won't let you be in physical proximity exactly. to each other. It actually sounds like a good deal because he's been awful to her. But they're in love. Mm. Uh, so she says no. And he's like, what the fuck? I, I would have spent no my this? life making it up to you. And she's like, you, you say that. Sh- Should have thought about exactly. that first. So there's this whole tragic thing. And you know me. I love a tragic yeah. romance. And so they're star-crossed. So... Of course, as soon as they've decided they don't want to be together, Tori's like, oh. But he's high. I do want to be with him. <laughs> so they keep trying to be together in biblical sense. But the actual planet is like earthquakes and things fall between them. Or like if they're in a restaurant, like a coffee will spill on his lap. Like physical mm-hmm. barriers arise. Bar- yes. In order to help them out, Caleb, BFF. So there's like a Halloween party again? Some party. Some party. Birthday party. Someone's birthday. Someone's birthday. So they go to a haunted house at one point. So there's these like these little magical bracelets that block your magic. I don't know if that was in the first book. No, no that was okay. way later. So there's magical bracelets that block your magic. <laughs> and then there also happens to be a cave under the lake that is a... It like both obscures you from the stars and lets them see more clearly. So you can like read the stars better. Yeah. It's like a seeing cave. Yeah. Yeah. A place to go and like look at astrological things yeah. and try and interpret the stars. But they don't, they, the stars don't see you as well there. Right. And I'm like, God, these stars have nothing better to do. Seriously. Like, watch just these little two people try and to fuck, Right. And so another condition is like, if there's people around them, the stars seem to be like, okay, you're not alone together or you can talk. <laughs> like, so Caleb takes him into the cave. 
puts the bracelets on them. And then since Caleb's there too, the stars like don't know what's going on. So uh, got a little hot action here mm-hmm. between Caleb and Darius and, and Tori. Tori. <laughs> um, and it's good. It's hot. It is. It's romantic. And it's. I got so caught up in the plot. I forgot we were explaining <laughs> the threesome. How the threesome came to be. There's some, some interesting elements here. But it feels like a bad first draft. The whole series does. It, yeah, it just needed a little bit more. Like, there's editing. so many scenes that could be cut out, so many plot points that aren't unnecessary. Remove the racism, mm. make it three books, and you're good. Yep. Caroline and Suzanne, you can send your checks to me at Katie Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> 112. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <hey. laughs> Next week, we're reading The Lady and the Orc by Finley Fenn. TikTok stars Karina McGeehan, Emily Shirley, and Katie Jeffries. It is edited by Karina McGeehan, produced by Derek Adams, recorded at Shadow Public Radio, and our production manager is Jonathan Sparks.